Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? It's me, Ahmed. And Marwa. And this is The Concept of Us. Welcome back. So today we're talking about the hijab. Um, but I think before we want to get into that, we kind of want to talk about... Um, 9-11. Yes. Happened about 20 years ago now. It's crazy how I can still like remember that day, yeah, even no, though I, I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I won't forget. You're 12? Right? I was 12. Were you 12? Yeah. I was 13? Yeah. Right? 2001? I thought I was 14. Yeah. Like, we were 12 and 13. Wow. And, like, wow. Yeah, no, I won't forget. I, was, I wasn't I was even here in the country. Yeah. I was overseas. But, yeah, I think we definitely want to acknowledge the lives lost. Yeah. Um, Very was, sad. I oh. think the exact number was 2,977. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a very sad, tragic day. Very much so. Very much so. And I mean, millions of lives lost after that. Yeah. Because of because of 9-11. Yeah. Like, it was not... I mean, I feel like everyone's life changed. It really did. Like, it really did. Like, our, our deepest condolences to the people that lost loved ones. But like, like, I mean, they they created a lot of programs after after that happened. Like the airport checks, TSA, oh yeah, and security. So many things changed. Just like what, what Snowden exposed. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. I mean, I I kind of get it, but I feel like it was like turned up on overload. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It was just used to justify whatever. Like it became a. But anyways. Yeah, but I feel like like travel changed a lot after that. Like Yeah, big time. Like I always think about like um when I watched I can't remember which home alone it was, but like how easy it looked like in that movie. Like Yeah, they're just, they're just running around. Yeah, the they're just like here I don't know, like I can't find my boarding pass, but here, just get on. You know, just like get on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's just I feel like that's literally how it was before. Like yeah. obviously not to that extent, but it was just I always think about that. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like things have really changed. Yeah. And not even just that, but like like even be- like even your family used to be able to come with you to your gate, yes. to your terminal. Like you yeah. could see your family member go away on the plane and watch yeah. the plane leave. And now they're just like at the front door. Right. Leave. You can't even like, don't get stop in here. Your car. <laughs> but I feel like, like, like even people that aren't Muslim suffered mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. You know, like the first person that like. The first like hate crime. Yeah. The first hate crime. Yeah. In response to 9-11. Yeah, I think it was literally the week after it happened. Yeah, a Sikh person. Yeah. It's horrible. But, um, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of resources out there for people that are still struggling with, you know, what happened from 9-11. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, if you need help, definitely, definitely make sure you get it. Yeah. And even for, like, Muslims that suffered because of it. Yeah. 
Um, on NPR, it said hate crimes against Muslims spiked 500% from 2000 to 2009. That's insane. That's literally 500%. That's a lot. That's a huge jump. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like not until recently do we actually talk about the mental toll it had on Muslims. Yeah. Like we were all just collectively blamed. Yeah. Just put on the chopping block. That's it. Yep. It was our fault. Even you and I at age 12 and 13, like, it was our fault. Yeah. No, I I remember when I came back, because I came back, like, New Year's after that. Came back from Syria. Yeah, from Syria, which we talked about in another episode that you guys can go back to listen to in season one, if you want more details on that. Mm -hmm. But, um, But, yeah, so when I came back, like, it was, they were not very friendly with me in, in Chicago, you know, mm-hmm. like, even given what I had just gone through, like, I was so happy to be back in the States. Right. And then they were just like, where are you from? What are you doing? Like, how do you have a passport? Right. Remember, because I had mine reprinted there. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't, <laughs> like, your standard U.S. issue passport that you go get, like, when you apply at the post office. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one that they make at the embassy. So, it, I mean, it didn't even look... Like it, it didn't. It, it looked sketch. Yeah, there's no other way to describe it. Gosh, but, that timing sucks. Yeah, yeah. But alhamdulillah, I'm just I'm happy that it's it's over with. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a tough time. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's not to point blame. You know, we don't we don't bring this up to to blame anyone for anything. It's just to make sure that. You know, we recognize that there are a lot of people that are affected by this and that we are patient with each other. Because mm-hmm. politics aside, you know, we're, it's it's a lot of lives lost mm-hmm. because of this one event. And it was a big event. Yeah. But um, but really what, what we wanted to talk about, which, I mean, I, I feel like it really is related to this because I feel like people like yourself that wear the hijab are just really impacted a lot by this like this mm-hmm. and just like put spotlight on you guys right yeah because i feel like we like we're obviously like hijab wearing women were visibly muslim yeah like there's no you go outside everybody knows right so i feel like like we were essentially like easy targets yeah like, even, um, like, that Sikh guy who was murdered, like, he was wearing a turban. What was his name? It was uh, so Belbir Singh Sodhi? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was mistaken for being Muslim because of his turban. Yeah. And, yeah, so I feel like we were very, still are, like, we're easy targets. Yeah. I mean, it still happens now. The... The night before nine eleven, mm-hmm. one of our Twitch community members, their mosque had a, a, a pig's pig, head. Yeah, right? pig's yeah. head put in front of it. You know, with some big sign. I'm not gonna go into the details of what the sign said, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, twenty years later. Right. It's, in, it's it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be hurt mm-hmm. because it is a very upsetting time. Like, yeah, it, it, it's. Very, it's very painful to think about. Yeah, but 
there's ways to express that frustration and and mm-hmm. I, I hate never gets that point across nope it's just it's crazy like you said like 20 years later and just the number of like like i'm gonna say it like the number of like terrorist attacks that have happened in america that yeah by non-muslims like but we're still you know what i mean like we're still the ones with the targets on yeah our back. yeah but like these people constantly just do something and they're just like Oh, it's okay. He has a mental illness, whatever. And then you don't hear about it again. No. Until they do it again, and then there's just another statistic, and everybody just moves on. It's always like they had a mental illness. Yeah, but like... But what about the other people that have mental illnesses that do stuff that don't get treated with that same light? Right. But yeah, it's like now, like, every time we hear of something that's happening, I feel like... I feel like like us as the Muslim community, we're like holding our breath to find out yeah. who it is. Yeah. Like, let's hope it's not uh, or I someone who not. looks like us. Right. And yeah, it's just no matter what happens, it's always us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like going back to like, like wearing hijab, like it, it became really difficult after 9-11 happened. Um, so for those of you who don't know what hijab is, um, it's just really like, it's all about modesty Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, there's just certain things that men and women have to follow to adhere to the Mm -hmm. hijab. Right. Um, but the way that it's mostly seen is, um, by women who physically wear the headscarf, right. which is also known as hijab. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the main purpose behind hijab is modesty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, in the Quran, it instructs us to cover our hair, our arms. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, we can show our, our face, our hands, and our feet, basically. Right. Um, there's other, like guidelines as far as you know loose clothing and things like that um but ultimately like i feel like hijab like for me like it's i feel like for a lot of women it's like my connection with god like it's me i don't know it's like i feel like it symbolizes my like devotion to god or what i'm trying to yeah like i feel like that's my connection so i started wearing the hijab a couple weeks before 9-11 happened, and I was 12 years old. But I feel like the only reason, like, at that... Because I was only 12. So I feel like the only reason why I wore it at that time was because uh, my older sisters did. Um, but, I mean, at 12, like, that was just the the extent of it. Yeah. Like, I looked up to them. They wore it, so I'm going to do it, too. felt like it was the next, next yeah. thing to do, like, right. the next step. Yeah. Um, I wasn't pressured to wear it. Um, and unfortunately there are some people who were pressured to do it, but the thing about hijab is that it's ultimately a personal choice. Um, you know, the way I was raised, like my parents told me, you know, hijab is required, but Mm -hmm. it's ultimately your choice. Right. Like when you feel comfortable to do it, that's when you should do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah, and I feel like when I first started wearing it, like it was it was really hard because at first, like it was just middle middle school struggles, you know, like trying to fit in and it was hard to do that with wearing a hijab. Yeah. Um but yeah, then nine eleven happened. Yeah. But then uh nine eleven happened and I feel like that added a whole new layer of like I don't know. I just felt like I was always on edge and yeah. I'm sorry you had to experience that. I appreciate that. What about in your community though? Like growing up in your community, how was your experience wearing the hijab? That's something that was always like, cause that's something that I never experienced, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like me growing up at the Muslim, in the Muslim community at the Mejid. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be very different than what you experienced. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was, it was interesting, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like there was like this, I don't know, just people thinking, like at my masjid in particular, like mm-hmm. if you wore jeans to the masjid, like you were kind of looked down on <laughs> and <laughs> Honestly, like you were called a couple of names, like behind your back. Wow. Um, and it's not, it wasn't just like women, but it was men too and guys. And it's like, what business do you have? It's just talking. Exactly. That? Like, it's weird. It's not what our religion teaches at all. Like, you're supposed to support each other and not, not tear each other down like that. And it, Like, being so young and just wearing the hijab and having people, like, judging you for wearing jeans. Yeah. Or, I don't know, they were just very invasive. Like, if you weren't praying as a woman, if you weren't praying, other women were questioning you. (laughs) But just literally, like, have you heard of periods? (laughs) Menstrual cycles? pretty sure <laughs> you know what that is but they like they would pressure you to like be like why aren't you praying and like i don't know and i feel like they just instilled like fear in you like you were gonna go to hell or god was always mad at you if Almost you didn't like, if you make you feel like you jeans. shouldn't be at the measured or something that's the thing and that's the sad part is that like i heard i remember in it was a college class um some girl asked me, like, what masjid I went to, and I told her. And she was like, yeah, I stopped going there because someone threw a hijab at me because I wasn't wearing one or something like wow. that. Like, you're literally driving people away from the masjid because something in your mind is telling you that you I, – I have no idea. <laughs> but, yeah, that stuff yeah. doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I don't – I don't. I hope it's not the same for, for people now at the masjid like that. Yeah. But – yeah, I feel like it's definitely not the same. I hope not. But inshallah. <laughs> yeah, inshallah. But like, yeah, it was just, it was a very toxic environment, honestly. And it's unfortunate to say that, but yeah. Um, I gotcha. And just what was really upsetting, like, was, yeah, hearing that from like women and stuff, but. Also, men and guys, like, it was just, I don't know. Like, if you stepped foot on the men's side at my masjid, yeah, like, 
you were just looked at with disgust, honestly. Mm-hmm. Or you'd have like an, an old guy like yelling at you, like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. But literally, I'm not even kidding you, men were always on our side. Like literally talking on the phone, just walking around. And I'm like, but what? a little 13-year-old girl can't go on the men's side to find her dad or something. That's it was just little things I'm like sorry. that. That's that's crazy. Yeah, but it's just, I wish there was like more support. There was more support back then, like yeah. especially like right after 9-11 and already like struggling at school with the hijab and things. You'd think like you'd go to the masjid to find comfort, you know? Right. And I feel like it wasn't there. Yeah, that's definitely tough. Like, going going back to school, though. Yeah. Like, you know, because for me, me in school, like I said, I, I came back after. Mm-hmm. And I, I still remember, like, I, I, so my counselor, my counselor restarted me entirely <gasps> in, like, all of my classes. They put me in, like, wow. basic everything. Even though I finished seventh grade mm-hmm. uh, here, yeah. right, and I was gone for like six months, and I came back, they made me restart everything, and and um, I remember like going to one of my classes, and this student named Logan Otto, he he, uh, he like he had this like he made it an easy transition for me mm-hmm. coming back to school. In was the this a counselor? No, this was a student. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. 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 He's the one that introduced me to lacrosse and um, brought me into that whole world. Yeah. It was, was awesome. It's definitely very, very blessed that I met him. He's really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a coach now. at. Uh, he coaches lacrosse now somewhere in Kentucky, I think. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah. But anyways, um, he, uh, yeah, him and, him and a couple other guys, they, they really like made it easy for me coming back to school but then like after that year mm-hmm. i felt like it became like there wasn't so much negativity or like i didn't get so much like hate mm-hmm. but i feel like i was also trying so hard to always fit in yeah you know yeah. like i never stopped trying so hard to fit in until like i feel like really until after we got married yeah. Is when I kind of just, it, I feel like 2017, 2018 yeah. is when I realized, like, like holy shit, like, no, none of them matter. Yeah. Like, respectively, mm-hmm. nobody else's opinion matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to do me, what I want to do, what makes me happy. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out, I think. Like, I think I'm still relearning mm-hmm. how to appreciate things and how to yeah. how to focus on what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But but for you, like, what was what was school like for you after 9-11? Because you, you were here. <laughs> you were not, you know, yeah. you didn't come back after three right? months, four months after it happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was a lot that happened. Like, a Tell lot. Us. Like, I don't even know where to start, but, um, you know, you'd get kids calling you like terrorist and raghead and <laughs> I still don't like saying his name cause it just, it traumatizes me. His, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just constant Two kids like, um, 
it was every day they would just constantly bully me and like say things like that mm. um to the point where i had to like switch classes and like just things like that and it's just i like you said like i tried so hard to fit in like that's yeah. when i like i made it a point to shop at certain stores and um, I'd carry my PE clothes and like bags that, you know, like name brand bags. So people yeah. would know like, like I'm like, I'm just like you, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And it was really like weird. Like another part of that was cause a lot of people from elementary school went to the same middle school. Yeah. And that's like when I started wearing hijab. So a lot of them were like confused, like, you know? Yeah. And that was like another thing. Like a lot of people didn't want to be like, weren't my friend anymore kind of Ouch. because i started wearing that they stopped being your friend because yeah. you i'm not sure if it hijab. was because of that but i mean if i wasn't wearing it in elementary that was school the common factor. Then, yeah so i i had like i had those changes in friendship happen too yeah like as i as i went from grade to grade mm-hmm. especially like coming back mm-hmm. like the people that because at our school we had middle school together and then um junior high was two other middle schools brought into that junior high oh wow and so so like i all the people that i went to school with before were there mm-hmm. and then there were other people and it was it was definitely interesting yeah yeah people like it's but it's like you were saying like like when you're in school like those people that you knew that you relied on mm-hmm. you, know, you thought of them as friends yeah and now that you're just like you're kind of just like left alone like mm-hmm. like okay <laughs> um, i mean not all of them did that but like, no yeah definitely not all of my friends but either. it was just yeah but i think honestly like i don't i don't want to say i don't blame them but i right. guess i don't because Maybe that's what they've heard in their right. families or media. Like that's you never know. know. Yeah, exactly. That, never, Especially no, at that age. Like, right. like what do you <laughs> But like here we are. Like how are we supposed to navigate this? Like we're kids, literally right. children. Right. And we we're just I don't know, like I felt like I could never fit in no matter how much I tried. And yeah, and like I remember like Going back to, like, the P.E. clothes in the bag. Like, I remember one girl, like, she was, like, a popular girl. And she asked me, she's like, oh, you shop there? And I was like, yeah. Like, that just, that made me feel, like, oh, wow, okay. I guess I am normal. But then you go to the next class and they're like, oh, terrorists, ha, ha, ha. And you're like, oh, back to reality. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But it was It was just a weird time. And I felt like... Again, like, I was always on edge. I always felt like if anybody was laughing near me, I felt like it was at me. or Because, like, I've had that. Like, I've had the finger pointing and the laughing. and Yeah. And it's just, even to this day, if I hear people laughing, I think it's at me. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like our experiences, like, they're traumatizing for us. Right. But imagine, like. It was worse for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot worse. Yeah. Like, physically assaulted and... Yeah. Yeah. I know just, a, a lot of a lot of Muslim kids got pulled out of school that day. Yeah. They, like, their parents came and picked them up. They didn't go to school the rest of that week or the yeah. next day. 
Yeah. Because it's just... You know what to expect. Yeah. Like, I get, imagine being a parent at that time, too. Right. Like, well, even, like, in the workspace. Yeah. You know, like, your coworkers that you hung out with every day, that you mm-hmm. worked with every day. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, are looking at you like, did he know about this? Is he in on it? Right. Yeah. Does he hate me, too? Yes. I'm just like, I, I don't hate you at all. Right. Um, like, still Let's me. talk about that. But but what what is cool, mm-hmm. one really big positive thing, is after that happened, a lot of people actually discovered Islam. That's true, yeah. A lot of people discovered yeah. Islam. And and that's a huge blessing in its own self, yeah. right? Like that's I mean, such a dark time. Such mm-hmm. a dark, dark time and and it's presented to you as it's because they're Muslim. Yes, exactly. Like that's that's why they did it, because they're Muslim and they don't like us. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's not it. I swear to you on everything I believe, that's not it. Yeah. I used to be like, like when I'd hear that, I'd be like, if that was the case, don't you think with the, like the number of Muslims out there, don't you think this would be more like a a reoccurring thing? Yeah. Wouldn't you like, there wouldn't (laughs) be like a very clear, obvious thing. Yeah. Like it'd be, but no, it's, it's. I feel like it's I feel like it's more obvious that it's not. Yeah, exactly. But because of media that we consume, mm-hmm. we're just programmed to believe like that's yeah, that's how they are over there. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I, everybody in Africa is poor and there's nothing there. Right? Everybody in the Middle East hates us. Everybody in the Middle East is mm-hmm. you know, lives in caves and and or lives in sky rises that they right. built from oil. You know, everybody everybody's wealthy out there. Right. Yeah, I feel like movie producers had a field day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. they, yeah. But another, like, that's just, it goes to show you, like, if you take a step back and actually research things, like these people that discovered Islam, like, yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Why do you I feel like it's a lot more effort to resort to hate and Yeah. Like I I 100% agree. You really got a pig's head <laughs> and you drove to the mosque and set up a pig's head there with an like how did that oh, make you spike. feel? Like what did that do for you? Yeah. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to come in, we're going to dispose of the pig's head and we're going to go inside and pray. We're going to continue on. Yeah. Yeah. Just go ask questions. Like that's, I feel like for me, like if someone asks me a question, cause they're genuinely like interested in Islam, like, like that's, I'm all ears. Like I'm going to, I'm going to answer your question, you know, like that's, but if you're just going to turn on your TV be like, oh, okay, they hate us, and then go buy your pig's head or whatever you did, slaughter. I don't know what you did. But <laughs> <laughs> but really? You're going to go do all that? Go open Google, type in, do some research. It's at your fingertips. <laughs> it's Sometimes it's easier to have, be angry and, and to hate than to to acknowledge well, I guess reality it is and truth. Sometimes. I said it was harder, but I don't know anymore. <laughs> is it harder? Is it easier? I don't know. I feel like, like you said, it, it takes more energy. Yeah. But it, 
it's kind of like the easy way out. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like, like even when we talk about like the steps in grief, like the first mm-hmm. thing that people do is they get angry. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's, and it's a, a very simple transition to be yeah. angry, but it's, it's hard to get out of that anger. Yeah. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. I like, yeah, I wish hate didn't exist in the world, but <laughs> that's inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. So, like, even, you know, just going back to, like, how it's perceived in the media, how the hijab is perceived in the media as just, like, this form of oppression. Mm-hmm. And, like, by banning the hijab, they are saving women. The hijab is seen as something that oppresses women. Yeah. And, like, that's not the case at all. Even France went to the extent of, like, banning the hijab if you're under 18. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It makes no sense at all. They require you to wear a face mask. Mm-hmm. But if you wear a, a Islamic facial covering, yeah. then it's not okay. Right? It's like how... It's like $160 fine. $160. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, okay, that's not a big deal, 160 bucks, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> Just because you need to wear something, like you want to wear something. Right, yeah. But it's just, they only look at it through the, like... Oh, we're saving them. They're yeah. they're oppressed. They're going to be forced to wear this stuff. So let's uh, make it easier, or whatever they're thinking. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, it like goes back to like I remember people asking me like, "Were you forced to wear that?" Like, there's just like this preconceived assumption. Yeah, that we were forced to. But it's so far from the truth. But again, there are people who do force. But again, not everyone. I don't know, I feel like just going out in public, like, in hijab or visibly, like, looking visibly Muslim or yeah. whatever the term you want to use is. I feel like that, like, at first it was really, like, anxiety-inducing. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know, like, I remember, like, being at the mall with my friends and, like, we were at a store just looking through the rings, like, there's, like... A rack of, like, rings, like jewelry. Oh, Claire's? Yeah. Yeah, and we were just, like, looking through the stuff. And one of the workers said to her co-worker, like, she thought she was being discreet, but she was, like, um, keep your eye on the, like, she said ring area, but she, like, stretched the word thinking we wouldn't, like, catch on or whatever. So we were just yeah. looking at the stuff. And and I feel like being profiled was, like, a, a norm for us now. Like, yeah. we were always, like, just watched (laughs) yeah you know yeah and like i remember um like we asked to talk to the manager um and they um i guess they like secretly called security and he was like just there standing there and i think they just gave us the manager's number or something and then they left but it's just like and we were young like we were i want to say i was 16 or something but it's just i don't know it was just different (laughs) Like going out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry you had those experiences. It's like it's 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 almost like it's tough to be Muslim in public. Yeah. You know, and it and it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. Like it, we we live in a country that prides itself on its freedom of expression and freedom of religion, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. But it feels like you have those freedoms if you're a certain way. Yeah, if you fit in a certain box or whatever. 
and like that's not how I know the U.S. Like I, I grew up here knowing it to be a, a welcoming, warm like that's what it's supposed warming to be. pot, melting pot. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, that's what they called it. And and now it feels like we're just being separated out. Yeah. You know, like we're all being grouped out into little groups and the us versus them. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> yeah. But we I think now is a really important time to really remember that it's it's us. It's just us. Right. Like there's no us versus them. Right. You know? I f- yeah, I feel like we were like like the Muslims were like forced as the them. Like Yeah. But it was just weird. Like we we felt like we were part of the us, the collective us, but it's like they didn't want us. Yeah. And like we no longer fit because the actions of these people who look like us and claim Islam. Right. So but and I feel like like Trump didn't make anything any easier. Like I feel like when we were finally kind of, you know, getting somewhere, um, I feel like Trump kind of brought everything back. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of the closeted hate came out. Yeah. Really did. You know, and and I don't know, I guess I'm kind of happy it happened. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that I thought were friends. Mhm. That ended up not being like right. they it wasn't like I stopped talking to them because they voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. But the more Trump stuff they posted, yeah, the more they distanced themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I even laughed, and you know, I did like a laugh reaction for some of the stuff that they posted because it's still funny. <laughs> like, I don't like Trump, but some of the stuff's still funny. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, it's it was weird. It's definitely a weird time. Yeah. Like, I honestly, like, this might be, like, a controversial opinion, but it's my opinion. (laughs) But I feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the more hate that Trump was, like, spewing and, and all his, like, supporters were saying, and I feel like the more I saw people supporting, like people that I knew supporting him, mm-hmm. it just felt like they were okay with what he was saying. Yeah. And I ultimately feel like if you're supporting someone who's saying stuff like that, then you feel the same way. Again, controversial that. opinion, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I respect where you're coming from. I respect yeah. your opinion. So I'm like, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't, I don't think you can pick and choose. If mm-hmm. someone is putting forth who they are, like, this is my opinion. <laughs> if they're putting forth who they are and they're saying, all these like sexist things and racist things and you're still out there. Yeah. Let's vote for Trump. I don't know. I just don't. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Like I, I have friends that voted for Trump Yeah, and they're Trump supporters and I don't knock them for it. Um, that's, that's their, (laughs) cause you know, like my relationship with them, I don't know. they, care for me mm-hmm. right they care for my family they care for my well-being yeah but they like most of what trump says mm-hmm. and so because they like most of what he says they will dismiss the things that they 
that, for example, like the stuff that will be directed at me or mm-hmm. my people, yeah. you know, like my religion. It, it's always like, yeah, I'm sorry that that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like the response that I get from them. It's, yeah. If, if if some of them don't feel bad about it, yeah, and that's their opinion, I feel like he's a clown, but that's my opinion. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's okay for us to have our differences opinion. Like I, I respect where you're coming from, where mm-hmm. you can't just, you can't pick and choose. You, you need to, but I, I feel like it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Like my again, my opinion, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's. Is he going to vote Republican or Democrat? Okay, that's fine. Me personally, those parties both are just they're full of shit. Yeah, but but one of them promotes more division, and the other one promotes a a more closeted division. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Yeah. So if one person wants to vote for one party. That's his. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not making it any better for yourself or for me. Yeah. But I'm not going to make somebody feel bad mm-hmm. for voting for Trump. I'm not going to be like, we're not going to be friends anymore because you voted for him. Yeah. Like I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Here's my thing. Like, I'm not saying that at you. No, no, I know. But I'm saying like, here's like, I feel like you can vote for whoever you want. But if you're going to go like out of your way to reshare posts and talk about how much you support Trump because he's going to do this and this and this, but you're going to dismiss like you're not everything else. Everything else. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're going to be openly supporting someone, I'm sorry, but you support him fully. Like you, yeah, I feel you, you. that at that point, I feel like you can't say, well, I, he's going to do great for businesses. I'm sorry that uh, your family from Libya can't come here because of the Muslim ban or whatever. Right. Literal, like a Muslim ban. But yeah. if that was like your family, would you be? Would you support Trump? No, you wouldn't. Of course not. You wouldn't. Of course not. And that's it's, it's not a direct impact. Yeah, mostly. like most people were not directly impacted by his policies. Yeah, the people that voted for him were not. We're not in a most. Some yeah. were. Some yeah. were directly impacted by, and some of them. Some of them that even built part of his wall on their property got stuck with the bill. <laughs> just sick. Like all these things he did were just about like people being different than him. Like yeah. literally like yeah. he was just creating more division and you're posting on your Facebook, how you support him. Yeah. And I remember like I posted, I said, honestly, like if you're going to support Trump openly, then I can't remember what I said, but I said something like, I like I don't want to be friends with you. Sorry if you can just dis- like if you can dismiss the part that affects me and my family and people who believe what I believe. Then why are you on my friends list? Honestly, are we really friends? Yeah, like I didn't say it directly to anyone, but I posted I feel it. You. Yeah, no, I feel you. I just I don't know. I think I just go back to like the little twelve-year-old who was getting bullied for. <laughs> all this nine eleven stuff and I'm like, no, F that. <laughs> no, and I, and that's why I say like I, I definitely respect where you're coming from. Yeah. Cause like I I had a different experience growing up. Yeah. You know, like yes, I was definitely the victim of a lot of bullying. Yeah. You know, I, I had a lot of I had a lot more closeted racism that I yeah. dealt with. Where at times I didn't even realize that that's what was happening mm-hmm. until later after the fact. Yeah. 
But I mean, I ultimately, I feel like that's kind of the blessing and the curse in this country. Yeah. You know, like you have you have this supposed freedom of speech and religion and expression of self. You know, this right to pursue happiness. Mm-hmm. But if you're different, <laughs> it's going to be these extra hurdles that you might not even be able to get around. Yeah. That's so true. Like, I don't know. I feel like I spent so much time trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of when I, like, I turned to writing because I just, I felt like I always didn't even say anything or I just reacted in the wrong way. And yeah. Like, just get mad. So I just, like, I started writing about it and I kept trying to find ways to express, like, how I was feeling, mm-hmm. after, like, getting bullied like that. Mm-hmm. Like, up until, like, high school. Like, I remember the last, like, the not really the last, but, like, the big thing I remember is, like, being in class in high school and, like, some guy talking to his friend next to me, like, talking about how he was going to Iraq, too, and he can't wait to kill people and things like that. And looking at me while he's saying all of this stuff. Wow. And I remember, like, I wrote... Wow. Like, I wrote a thing about that, like, that exact incident, and it got published in, like, the district's, like, book or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, not once did they say, let's look into this. Who who said this stuff? Right. They just published it and said, oh, great piece. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... It's like, they'll recognize that what you went through. Yeah. But they won't seek justice for you yeah and i like i just recently like realized that recently i'm like wait they published that they read that fully like i literally said a kid in class and not once did they like try to look into it yeah i'm sorry that you went through that like I, i just it's it's disgusting that for one that they were able to even say that stuff to you and no one said anything. Right. Like, no, all of a sudden no one can hear You're right. in class. And it's just like, like if, if, if that was a different circumstance mm-hmm. where you were not Muslim mm-hmm. and that was said to you, they would have investigated that. Definitely, yeah. Like, like, it, like going back to what you were saying, like, like if you're from one group of people, mm-hmm. like if you have a certain nationality or a certain race, mm-hmm. and you commit a crime, yeah, you're a victim of mental health, and you struggled with this and struggled with that, and mm-hmm. like they paint you as some like good person that went down a wrong road. Yeah, exactly. Which is good, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's a good thing to do. But let's do that for everybody. Right. But yeah, I feel like I feel like one of our goals with this podcast was really to kind of do our part in like breaking down the us versus them yeah. kind of mentality. Yeah. Obviously, we're just two people. Like, you know, right. we're going to do what we can. Right. And I think a lot of it was fueled by our experiences post 9/11. Like, we felt like the other. We felt like we didn't belong anymore. Yeah. And I feel like we still are trying to, I don't know, we're just trying to get out of that somehow. Yeah. Um. But I mean, like, just to be clear, like, Islam does not preach hate. 
No, does not promote violence. None whatsoever. Like, if you actually look into the religion, you are not going to find that. Yeah. And I think, like, we just really want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I feel like as far as, like, the Muslim community goes, like, we need to be, like, more supportive of each other. Agreed. Like, why do we have men tearing hijabis down on Twitter about how her hair is showing her? Like, you should be number one in supporting her. Like, yeah. Like, I just, I don't get it. So we need to just really be more supportive and be there for each other. Exactly. You know, like really be patient with each other and really try to be understanding. Mm-hmm. Really, really have sympathy for each other. I feel like Muslim or not, like we all need to be there for each other. Yeah. And we all need to give each other the benefit of the doubt. I f- feel like we're just so quick to just judge each other and yeah. I don't know. We just need to be more lenient, more compassionate, <laughs> and just be there for each other. So, with that said, always remember you are loved, you are not alone. Take care. So